and welcome to the third episode of the Animal Enclosure Podcast, formerly the Saints Bigfooty Podcast. My name is Peter and I will be joined in a minute by Neil as we have a look at the Saints at the end of the trade period. talking about football and St Kilda, it's good. Yes. I've, I've been on the Collingwood board and reading some of their comments. <laughs> I'm very happy St Kilda uh, trading oh, board. Go on, sorry. No, um, a mate of ours, he's one of the Collingwood Five and they've got a special group of 5,000 members who each pay $5,000 for special privileges, which means he gets to go and uh, to the meetings. Um, he sponsors a player. The player will go out for lunch. We, we laugh and say, yeah, it's, it's so you can touch them. That's all. Admit it. <laughs> and, and we said that uh, he had Nathan Freeman, and we said, so when Nathan Freeman came to secure it, we had to, like, um, uh, redoctrinise him away from being touched by small elderly Collingwood supporters. <laughs> um, but uh, the game we played against Collingwood, which was uh, 2016, so it's the 50th anniversary of our premiership, and it was at the MCG, and we went to the game, and he fully expected Collingwood would win. And we played really well, and we won even despite Peg McCartan and Nick both going off with concussion. Yeah. And before we walked into the game, he went across to this special tent. He said, oh, I'll get to pick up my special prize. And he got a Collingwood hat with a number five on it. And I thought, oh, $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you get. Yeah. I want scarves and hand warmers and, you know, binoculars, something. Yeah. Um. So he, he said, uh, he's, yes, he's not going to be a member next year. He said, this year they gave them a pin. And he said, I don't even have it yet. And uh-huh. I'm thinking, we get a pin. <laughs> yeah, we get a we pin get just a pin for being a member. And, yes, and the choice of a, a hat, scarf or something else. So um, he's a bit disillusioned. Um, yeah. He said he really liked the young, is it Atu? Yeah. That they traded to North. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He, he thought that kid was going to be a good footballer. And someone on Big Footy Saints wrote that um, he's something to do with Joffa, like a uh, nephew or something ah, like that. okay. But the whole, the whole family are Collingwood supporters through and through. Oh, no. So to have their son get pushed out the door... They've pretty much gone. We're North Melbourne supporters. Yeah. We we may you know think about the Saints, but we're North Melbourne supporters. Yeah, so that's a bit sad. I went on the the site uh, 
yesterday, no, the day before. No, yes, hang on, what's today? Yeah. Saturday. Oh, the day of the the trading. That was Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. On, on the Collingwood site, and uh, the meltdowns by their supporters, uh, it wasn't pretty. Yes. Um, they can't understand why important players and young players have just been booted out the door for very little in return. Yes, yes. And and someone said that if a mental giant like David King can can sort of put it into a sentence along the lines of you've you've pushed out uh, pick five, rising star award winner who kicked thirty eight goals in his first year yeah. so that you can get pick fourteen in the draft of kids who no one knows how they're going because there's no football. He said it doesn't make sense. No. And, and see, to see. me, the AFL should really be looking at whether there's been uh, salary, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, they've broken cheating. their salary. Yeah, <laughs> salary cheating, yeah, because it uh, sounds to me like they've all of a sudden gone, oh, geez, we're, you know, $2 million over our salary cap. We better sell someone quick. Yes. Yes. Because why else would you just you know, they said, give away players, basically, is what they did? Well, um, I, I saw with Trelaw, it was like, right, we've got you in on this deal, but we're going to back-end it. And and each year he'd pull on his boots at the start of the season and they say, we're going to back-end it. So this went on for like two or three years, where now they were facing five years at $900,000. And I know Grundy signed, was it six years at $7 million? Yeah. And Darcy Moore's on a big salary. So I reckon they might be straining at the seams with yeah. um, players who are being paid and their salary cap doesn't add up. Yeah, because... Which is why I like the... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the, the the dogs came in for Trelaw at the last you know couple of minutes, and basically yes. offered them very little. And Collingwood said, "Yep, we'll take it. Here is." Yeah. So that's desperation. But I don't, I don't understand why, because the dogs had Dunkley who wanted to leave because he couldn't get enough midfield minutes. Yeah. So I know we'll keep Dunkley. And we'll bring in the Collingwood player. <laughs> yeah, but in all fairness, I wouldn't want to deal with Essendon either. So uh, I'd probably oh, be God, saying to Dunkley, look, play another year for us and we'll, we'll get you somewhere else. Yes. Yes. And hopefully the Saints. He, he would be a welcome addition, I think. Yep. Um, uh, I'm glad we've got the salary cap organisers that we do. I, I think I saw a, um, uh, an excerpt from, I'm not sure if it was Gallagher or Leslian or whoever it is, that they said that when they signed Jack Steele, he could have asked for more, but he took less, knowing that this will help the team. Yeah. yeah. So and I was the glad. other thing is that um, when the first bit of talk that Higgins might want to come to St Kilda, St Kilda just said, well, we're not going to do anything unless you nominate us. And if you think of yes. all the players we've recruited over the last 
few years, they've all nominated us before we've gone after them. So we're not going to get players who aren't really interested in playing for St Kilda. They want to come to St Kilda for whatever reason, um, and that's good. Yes, we've got we've yeah we've got the deals through. Yeah. So player managers will be going. Yep, we can deal with St Kilda. Um, and, and we're not like ripping anyone off either. No. Um, that Adelaide were saying, we'll, we'll match it. And the Saints said, yeah, doesn't matter. Like, he wants to come and play for us. We're, we've offered him this much money. We're not going to offer him more money to yep. wreck our salary cap so he can get picked too. Exactly. It's not going to happen. They're not going to throw so the, were, the kitchen sink at anyone. They're, they're giving what they think is worth, and that's it. Yes, and 30... And the privilege of playing for the Saints. Of course, yes. Um, I think 30 minutes before the deadline, they sent a, a text to a reporter and said, we're going to match St Kilda's offer. And, and he reported it, thinking, wow, I've got breaking news. They're going to match. But they had no intention, because why would they want to keep a player for the next five years and pay them $650,000 a year when he doesn't want to be there. Exactly. And um, it was a bluff, and I don't think our guys bluff. I think they just, you know, if you're not going to trade him, uh, we'll walk him through the preseason draft. Yep. So, you know, do you, would you prefer to get pick 23 or nothing? Yeah. And they went, pick 23? Yeah. But how, how would you feel of you're that long, young Greater Western Sydney player who said I'm nominating either St Kilda or Essendon, I'm going to take Essendon because I'll get more midfield minutes and then they turn around and say we're after Dunkley, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks for that yeah, you wouldn't be happy no he ended up getting there didn't he? Yeah he did in the end but due to uh, pretty much due to the fact that the Dunkley thing fell through and they managed yeah. to do a, a deal with a couple other clubs and, you know, one of those complicated things right at the end. Oh, yeah. But yeah. He's, only, he's only played 11 and games, so he's not, you know... He's, he has. He might be a good player in the he, future, but... Um, the, the other thing, of course, is uh, Essendon... I did go on the Essendon board too... And uh, there was a lot of meltdowns by the fact that the one of their trades that they did was to trade back a player who used to play in their reserves in Hind. Oh, yes, Nick Hind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think we got pick 67. Yeah. And, and 74, and we traded them a, a pick in the 70s, something like that. I, I, yeah. It was, you know... I, I think that the Saints were just going, well, you know, you get more opportunities at Essendon and we wish you well. Just yeah. don't play well against us. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Saints had, you know, with who they've recruited and and Hind probably said, I'm not going to get a game, am I? And they probably said, well, probably not. No. So he said, oh, well, I'd like to no, go back can't. to Essendon or whatever and, you know, that's anyone yes. his way. So, you know, that's all right. Get the deal. Yeah, no, that that's good. I like that idea. And they, I think they said he's 27 next year. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, he's, he's going to get surpassed by others. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a few Saints players who will be keeping their fingers crossed that there's a reserves competition next year because um, if no one came knocking for Dunstan or Webster or Robertson or yeah. I can't think of who else is in that little group, Savage, for example. Savage, Phillips, Yes, if they can't show how good they are in the reserves comp um, come next year, that they may not be playing AFL football. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's a shame, but you're always going to have kids coming through and other players who want to transfer in, and, and they may end up back in the state leagues. Isn't it pathetic that we've just had the, the trade period and the AFL still haven't decided how big the list, the players' list is going to be for next season. It's ridiculous. Yes. yes. So you, you're trading in players and you know, you're leaving some spaces for drafts and you don't even know whether you're going to be over the limit or under the limit. It's, oh, it's a uh, joke. I think we're nicely placed in that we've got pick 21 and, and pick 21 could get a player just as good as a pick 5, 6 or 7. Yeah. Because it really is uh, a, a raffle this year. And then we can upgrade Wilkie. Yeah. And perhaps bring in Frawley. Yes, yes. And, 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 and that would be us done. There yeah. are some clubs that got like eight or nine draft choices. I, I don't know what they're going to do because they can't use them. Yeah, well, look at the Kangaroos. I mean, they delisted, I think, 11 players, wasn't it? That few, yes. Um, at the end of the season. And they've brought in yeah. probably four or five since. I don't know how they're going to yeah. manage to get other players in. Well, they're just going to have to pick young kids and, and save the members. This is going to be uh, a learning period. We, we don't expect, you know, we're going to try our hardest every single game. And if I hear shin bonus spirit one more time, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) But, um, you know, we are going to have some losses and our kids will develop. And, yeah, we'll have the odd win or two here. But in two or three years' time, watch out, you know. Yes. But coming out and saying, yeah, we think we can win the premiership, I don't think so. No, no. Especially, I probably, I was going to say, I'd probably pick them to be the wooden spooners next year. I think they would go very close, if not definitely, yeah. And God knows why they decided to get rid of Ben Brown. It's it's not like they've got uh, a bunch of young, big forwards waiting to to play. Crazy. No, and, and that's... Someone on Big Footy sort of put out and said, well, now with Trelaw and Dunkley still in the team and all those other players, they'll be able to kick it to Josh Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) So surely you look at your forwards and your defence before you stack your midfield. But that's their strategy. Uh, Although there have been uh, guys over the last few years on Big Footy who have been pushing the... Midfield is more important than everything else sort of line. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I certainly didn't didn't agree with that because you need a stable defence and you need attacking forwards. 
Max King, come on down. Exactly. And now, interesting thing, I went through our list of players of uh, current players. I, I haven't. I'm not going to mention the people that have been traded or delisted, but these are players that are still on the list. I'm just going to read them all out, and then I'll tell you the connection yep. at the end. Okay, so we've got yep. Carlisle, Jones, Savage, Hill, Steele, Hanbury, Butler, Robbo, Ryder, Howard, Kent, Membry, Marsh, Crouch, Higgins, and McKernan. That's 16 players that have all played for another team before they oh, come to St yes. Kilda. And four of, those, four of those, four of those, like that's Savage, Robbo, Marsh and McKernan, probably aren't in the top 22. Are you recording? Yes, yes. So that's a lot of, um, lot of trade, uh, good trades to come in. It is. I was thinking of a question last week, uh, or last time we spoke about people playing 90 games. Carl Higgins. No, I can't see any relation between those two. Uh, (laughs) Yes. When you you look at the list, only McKernan and Ryder, um, that's probably, or maybe Savage and Carlisle are the only ones that are really towards the end of their careers. Everyone else is either young um, or, you know, 25 or 26 around that. Someone posted on Big Footy, and I followed the link across, and it was a statistics site. And and as Lynn would tell you, I, I love a statistic or two. Yep. And it was from the ABC, and it was absolutely brilliant when they were looking at um, St Kilda's trading compared with um, age and um, draft choices. And, and, yeah, we're in a good position. And and the majority of our players are hitting the 25-26 mark, which is probably your peak years as a footballer. Yep. Yep. And it's so, good because, uh, especially in the last couple of years, every player that's nominated to come to St Kilda has got through. They've done a deal yes. for them. And uh, Melbourne said to McKernan, we'd like you to come to us. And he's gone, thank you for the offer. I'm going to St Kilda, which yep. was nice. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure there are others that we we probably a couple of years ago when Kelly and it was North and St Kilda and we are all sort of pushing, saying, come to us, come to us. And, and, and Greater Western just said, well, here's your check. Uh, we've got our signature on the bottom. Uh, would you like to fill in the zeros? And, yeah. and he's gone, yeah, I'll stay at Grand Western Sydney. Yeah, Hopefully exactly. next year we might be able to shake him loose. I don't know if we wanted to, to be honest. I, yeah, he hasn't really done much the last couple of years apart from being injured. Yeah, there is that. And if you're going to pay um, top dollar for what you, you know, if you want to get him, you're going to have to pay top dollar. Um, you yeah. know, I, I think I'd rather with the guys we've got to play on the wings and, and things like that. Well, see, Ben King wants to have a move. Yeah, well, that would be good because he could come in and mm. and pretty much replace Carlisle at half back. Yes. Or half forward. I'm not sure <laughs> I mentioned it last time. If I have, forgive me. 
but they had a, a list of um, they had a list of um, different speeds that were achieved in the games, and Max King was thirty four point two as his fastest speed. Yeah. And Ben King was thirty four point three as his fastest speed. Wow. So he like just that little bit faster than Max. I'm yeah. sure at the Christmas table he would be reminded of it. Oh yes. And I think I think Max would turn around and say, So, played my first final this year. <laughs> <laughs> at the club that How we've all supported all this time. Yes, the ones we grew up cheering for. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I did smile a lot when they posted Jack Higgins as a supporter at the 2009 preliminary final. Yes. Yeah. That was good. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. And um, it's great to hear a player. I mean, I'm sure it happens to lots of clubs that players who they support as kids and then eventually they get to the play for them. But it is an exciting thing when you, when a player comes across you and he says, oh, I grew up barracking for them all my life. Because you know they're going to give yes. a little bit more than you know, other players. I think I liked your post at Big Footy and you responded to mine when I said that, yeah, I reckon I'll give a bit extra in the grand final. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good-looking side now when you when you look at the players coming in. I know Crouch will miss the first two games, I think, next season through suspension. Um, two but, games. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Higgins will uh, will certainly. I don't know whether he'll be in the side. He'll certainly put he put his hand up. Um, yes. And the possibility of of Higgins and and Gresham. You know, swapping forward pocket to on the ball. That's going to be. Imagine being a back pocket player and you you've been struggling away with Higgins for you know a, a quarter or so, and and finally he he moves off, and then you've got Gresham to line up on. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a good thing to have. I like that. Mm. And um, if they kick straight, they could be quite a formidable duo. Yes. Yeah. Of course, we've still got a lot of young players, so, you know, whether we win the grand final or not next year, who knows. Yes. Hopefully, they do what they did with the Bulldogs and go, you know what? We're going to give them a big push-up this year. We're just going to cheer them on through the finals, and no free kick is... (laughs) (laughs) No free kick that we will not pay for them. Yeah. That that would be lovely. Yes. Yeah, um, if we get a run oh, like uh, the dogs did when they won the premiership, I'd be very happy. Oh, wow. Yes, I, I can remember watching the grand final, and there was a couple of times I looked at like the Sydney players and went, I can't stand Sydney, but I feel sorry for them because there were some shockers just, you know, yeah. they, they're just sort of holding their hands up going, how did you get that? Yeah. And I thought, oh, we've been there well before Grasshopper. We know just how you feel. Yes, exactly. So, yes, it would be nice. Uh, I, You know, tentatively, a few have said, well, perhaps it could be better than our 2009 and 10 years with the players we've got that um, 
if we get the improvement from Caulfield and Clark um, and just, you know, a few players, like I think Hill will be a better player under the Marvel roof with extended quarters. Oh, yes, for sure. I, I think he'll come into his own that the shorter quarters didn't help. Um, but you can only play to the AFL rules. Exactly. I thought, oh, I thought uh, as the season went on, he actually played better and better. He never really dominated yes. the game, but he played some. He did no. some really good stuff. Um, he, he did. I, I don't think Richmond was his best game, but no. um, he, he's the one that you want with the ball in the hand, running towards the 50-metre arc and players leading towards him. Yep. I would back him to kick it and, and hit one of our players on the chest. I think that players around him, uh, especially our younger players, it takes a while to get used to having someone like Hill because Hill just runs, runs and runs. And the amount of times he yes. run past either for a quick handball or handball over the top or something and was ignored mainly because they weren't used to someone doing that as much as he did. No. So, you know, yes. as you play together more, you know, you usually... Uh, work better together, so it should be exciting, I think. I think so too. Do you see Ross as having a place in the team? Mm, look, I I did one of those uh, on one of the threads where you've got to pick your best twenty-two for next year, and uh, mm-hmm. I picked it. I, I wrote it out just on a piece of paper first, and I did it three times. And each time, I thought I've really got to put Ross in there somewhere. Uh, and each time he, I he he ended up, Ferris, yep. yeah, well, yep. yeah, and it's a bit harsh to just totally drop him, you know, at this stage. So he's been on the interchange bench, and that's as, as good as I can get. I'm sorry for him, but uh, I think the players we've brought in last year and this year are just that bit better. And Steele's gone to another league all, altogether. He has. He certainly has um, uh, the like to watch. Um, I, I thought he was good in previous years, but, but taken off that number one tag role and said, go and get your own football, he's been good. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, um, with the player advocacy thing, uh, considering I ruined the career of Hugh Goddard because he got delisted <laughs> uh, at Carlton, I ruined the yeah. career of Paddy McCartan and I stuffed yeah. up uh, Hanabry for two seasons and Dunstan for this year. Uh, next year, I'm thinking yeah. maybe Cripps at Carlton, somebody like that. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, or more at Collingwood might be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and and I, I, I'm, I'm telling you that I'm, I'm sending a letter to... Uh, Brett Ratton, but I've said I can't possibly need to, and then I've listed all the players who I had my photo taken with along the lines of Jack Stephen, Mav Weller, David Armitage, um, <laughs> yeah, Josh Bruce, Dylan Robertson, and it, and it really is a case of saying I'd love to meet you, but I'm more than happy just to send this letter to you, and yeah. That yeah, good. not going to ruin your career by yeah, meeting so- you. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, I appreciate your, um, yes, I, I've managed to uh, muck up a few careers. 
I think I'm the same. So yeah, yeah. I yeah. figured when it comes it's, around to uh, whenever they do the player advocacy thing, I think I might yes. just uh, do a, a short poll and and see who everyone hates the most, <laughs> and and then go with them. Yes, but not at our club. Not at our club, no, definitely yeah. not. There isn't yeah. anybody at our club who I, I want to get injured or not see play no, or anything. Uh, I, I miss Tom Hickey, so uh, I see he's off to Sydney for his fourth club. Yeah. Good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, on the day that Saint put on for me, he was fabulous. He was just really a nice guy. Yeah. He came and spoke to us, and uh, yeah, he was. Uh, I was a bit shocked to see him go, but I think that. Um, Rowan Marshall's our future, which probably brings me: Do we recruit a young ruckman somewhere? Yeah, I was thinking season? that uh, in the draft. Maybe they've got their eye on a, a young ruckman because that's really the the biggest gap we've got at the moment. Because you know, Ryder obviously he's hopefully got another two years left. Um, yes. Marshall's what's he twenty four, twenty five, something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we've got the rookie B, isn't it? The basketballer. Oh yeah, from uh, from America, and our mm. oh, McKernan, who's sort of just a a stopgap for this season. He is, yes. So, In case of injury, plus, yep. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hope that they've got their eye on a young young ruckman. Or they're just going to draft yeah. another, uh, so trade for another, another player next season or something. Yes, uh, yeah. When I look at the like the ruckman from other clubs, I think most most of them are entrenched. Yeah. And on decent-sized contracts, and um, probably wouldn't be responsive to a move unless it's like a well. St Kilda's on the rise. I I want to play for a club that's you know playing finals. Yeah. Um, general. No, I'm looking at all the ruckmen I can think of, and most of them would be staying where they are. Yeah, there aren't that many uh, strong young ruckmen around, as far as I know. I mean, there's a couple that show potential at various clubs, but I know they're all all on big deals. Um, yes. But all the big name ones are all getting you know late in their careers you know like Grundy and all that so yeah it will be hard to get one if if something happens but Ryder the way Ryder played this season he could easily play for another two seasons if he wants to he turned back the clock Mm. he certainly did Um, some of his games were just brilliant and and I was probably able to forgive him for that tap to Gray in the Port Adelaide game. Yes. <laughs> that we had one and uh, yeah, just that tap over the back, run through, kick the goal, game over. Yeah. With with probably three quarters of the Port fans in their cars heading out the door. Exactly. Um yeah, that was that was yeah. So he's forgiven. Thank yeah. you, Patty yeah. Ryder, for being part of our club. And yes. and the fact that the game against the Bulldogs, the final, uh, when he went off injured, almost cost us the game. Yes, and probably didn't help against Richmond. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, he was 
that they brought in Marsh to do a like a forward rack roll. Yeah. But um, it's hard going up and against an established ruckman. So yeah, having him in the team, we might have had a better showing. Yeah. Who knows? But we move on. Yes. 2021. Yeah. No point in worrying about what's gone. You're going to start again. No. No. Congratulations to Richmond. Um, I, I I do wonder about the Geelong um, trading, bringing in like Cameron's obviously a good player, but aren't Higgins and Smith into their thirties? Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and then they'll have. Dangerfield, Hawkins, sold into their thirties. Yeah. So they they it, they seem to be like saying, well, this is it. We we need to win it next year because we've we've um, decided to draft in a group of players uh, to fit in with all our established players. Um, let's go. Yeah, I was amazed that they went for. Um uh, Higgins from North Melbourne. Uh, he's 32, but I never really thought he was that good a player anyway. So, I, mean, uh, I, I don't think I watched enough games to see. Uh, he's obviously ranked by some, but I, I, I yeah. He's never um, stood out Smith, from what I've seen. Smith is a good player, but when you look at all those Hawthorne Premiership teams, everyone was a good player. Yeah. And if your whole side is as a good play, a good players, it's easy to uh, you know get taken along for the ride and and just do your good bits here and there, and everyone thinks you're a good player. I mean, if you look at how many yes. Richmond fringe players over the last few years that have gone to other clubs and and bombed. Yes, um, and and that gets back to Stevenson. The year he kicked 38 was the year Collingwood played in the grand final. And the reason he could do that was he was a finisher. So the people up the ground had done all the hard work and he waltzed in and and would pick the ball up, kick the goal, which is what he was supposed to do. So he did really well. But uh, this year, I think he found it harder. So, you know, if, if you've got a particular player for a position... If Higgins and Smith come into the team, does that mean that like some of the young kids who played well this year have to drop out? Yeah, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the, yes. the thing is, uh, I mean that uh, Harry Taylor retired, uh, yes. so they've only got uh, I think it's Henderson, isn't it? The, the other sort of tallish backman that they've got there, who's uh, also getting on. Is it Vic Floss? The, uh, the Ruckman slash backline player. They said that by drafting in such and such player would it would mean he could go and play in the backline. Ah, oh, is that what they're going to do? Oh, right. Yeah. Now, whether that was bringing Cameron in and they'd say, well, Cameron and Hawkins will cover, you know, maybe 70 metres out towards goal. They'd do all the rucking up there. And mm. that means you've got your major Ruckman and he could go and play in defence. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Um, they made the grand final, so they had a good year. Um, yeah, I just I just look at teams and think if, you, if you're, like, drafting for a premiership here and now, 
I wish you well because if you miss the mark, then you might struggle a bit. Yeah, especially when you're you're banking it all basically on two forwards who have never played together before. Yes. And they're banking on them yeah. both starring. And we, you know, remember the days when we had Lockett and Lowe when they the few times they played together. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they ever had a game where they both played well on the same day. Um, didn't we have Kaczynski and Rewalt one year kick something like 140 goals between them? Yeah, yeah. That's, that was one of the exceptions, really. Yes, yep. And then um, Buddy and the guy we got, whose name escapes me, Ruffy, they had a year when they took the... the League apart. Yeah. Playing together as forwards. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of the, some Sometimes it works, but there's a lot that don't. So, I mean, they're, they're taking a big gamble on pretty much the whole premiership plan is that those two are going to be able to score more goals than what their back line will leak out. And yes. Ablett's retired yeah. as well, so uh, I don't know. Yes. I wouldn't mind seeing them drift down the ladder because they've been up for so long. Yes, there, there is a time when you look at teams and go, they've defied gravity for a long time. Didn't it? Like it finally caught up with Sydney after yep. a massive amount of years up in the finals. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's going to happen to the Cats either next year or maybe a year or two after that when... Uh, uh, yes. A lot of these players are just going to be too old, like Dangerfield and that, and they're going to retire, and, and suddenly they're going to have like half a team, and the other half will be just young kids. I've got a friend who's a big DeLon supporter. I've, I've not contacted her. I'm just waiting for a, 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 an amount of time before I say commiserations. Um, <laughs> she will not be happy at all <laughs> and I, I think had it been closer she may, might have been a, a little bit happier but uh, in the end it was a bit of a blowout so yeah it, it was is, we all all live in hope for next year yeah and it shows you anything can happen in a grand final mm. well if you said to me at the start of 2020 what do you think the chances are of St Kilda playing finals football? After I'd stopped laughing, <laughs> I would have pro- probably said, oh, I'd be happy for about 10th, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, that was pretty much what I'd, and, I'd sort of hope for. You know, if, oh, if we're lucky, we might get up to about 10th. Yes, and someone said on Big Footy, we were in most games... I think Geelong and Collingwood took us to town, but there were a lot of games where we were right in it to yeah. the end, and we could perhaps have finished top four if, if um, I don't know, a bit more cohesion, a bit more um, a game plan or something. But yeah, yeah getting to a six-goal lead and losing that was not good. Because it pretty much said to every single team out there, you've got a chance with the Saints. Yeah. Um, if you hang in, you're still a chance. As well, I think we, we had 
three of our losses, I think, were less than a goal. So, you know, mm-hmm. that, those three, or it might have been four, I can't remember now, um, those three or four games would have put us in the top four. Yes. Yep. Um, but that's, that's just the way football goes, isn't it? It is, yes. And if I'd gotten all six numbers last night, I would have won that Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you? Oh, you well, picked the wrong numbers. Someone out there did all right because when I checked my ticket, which was sadly lacking, um, I saw one winner had picked up all of Division One themselves, some six point one million. Oh. So they, you know, it might have been a quick pick, or that might have been numbers that they had played for a long time. And as it turns out, they were the winning numbers and the only winning number. So yeah, oh, hopefully they're going to donate a fair percentage of that to the Saints to help pay off some of our debt. Oh, hey, when we win the thirty mil- million on Tuesday, we'll we'll be able to walk in together and say we're going to pay your debt off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we'd like our we'd like our names put there and there above the club room <laughs> somewhere. But yeah, thanks very much. Yeah. That'd be handy. <laughs> oh. It would be handy, yes. Um, it would be nice. I, I still sometimes think, uh, wouldn't it be nice to contact Bill Gates and say, mate, I know you do lovely, fantastic humanitarian work. Just, you know, uh, whatever falls out of your wallet or just gives the saints to clear their debt. <laughs> <laughs> and you can drop a few, few bucks our way as well. Oh, that would be nice too, yeah. yes. But, uh, you know, or Jeff Bezos, come on, mate. You you want to be a Saints supporter, you know. You're never going to spend the interest on the money you're earning. Just, just send some our way. That would be, yeah. yeah, that would be nice. Uh, it, it is yes. amazing, these people that earn so much money, they have no idea what to do with it, but they still don't go out and, and you know, help other people. It's, you know, just want to make more and more. Jeff Jeff Bezos is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and he's making a TV series about Lord of the Rings. Oh, but really? But he's basically, yeah, he said, I don't care how much money it takes, you make something that's probably better than the movies that were brought out. So just go to town, whatever you need, it's there. Wow. That'd be interesting. So when it comes out, I'm sure it'd be a good watch. Um, you know, it, it's his passion. So, yep, looking forward to that. But yeah. uh, um, off topic, off St Kilda, we were talking to our son and his partner before about a movie we watched, and it was, oh, without doubt, the worst movie we've ever seen in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so bad. What was it? We were looking at each other going... Um, how much longer is there? Like, do we see it through? Do we change channels? And and honest to goodness, don't watch it. <laughs> it it's called um, High, as in H-I-G-H, yeah. Life. And it's uh, Robert Pattinson is the main actor. Oh, yeah. And it's something along the lines of, you know, the, the Earth's, Falling to pieces, so we need to do space exploration. Um, 
because the people aren't coming back, we'll send criminals up yeah. into space. Yeah. And uh, criminals do what criminals do. But um, <laughs> there were a few scenes, that, and I know you're not going to put this on the podcast, but there were some scenes there where there was a, a, a woman in a in a coat, like she, you know, she was completely covered, and she was putting her hair through the air conditioner, and then we panned to one guy who's got his hand down his pants as he's enjoying himself watching her. And it's like, where did this come from? It started so well. It started with Robert Pattinson with a, with a baby girl. And, it, you know, he's doing all the right things. He's, you know, he's sort of picking her up and talking to her and, you know, sort of stitching together toys for the child. You think, oh, this isn't a bad movie. And then about halfway through, it turned right very fast. <laughs> um, and by the end of the movie, it finished, and we went, what? <laughs> so we had to rewind to watch the end again, and we went, that's rubbish. It's just, <laughs> oh. So, yeah, two hours, two hours of our lives gone. Oh, Never to come back again. Uh, Do not watch it. I, I think I said to Thomas that I'm, I'm going to go on Rotten Tomatoes and see what sort of score they got because oh, it was, it, yeah, unusual. Although um, I, I take credit with there's a movie called Repo Man. Oh, yeah. Which would be about your the first one. Yeah. Back about our vintage. Yeah. And I can remember watching it thinking, oh, this is rubbish. I don't know if you enjoyed it or not, but I'm thinking um, that, you know, the premise of the story, yes, but when the aliens turn up, it was like, okay. <laughs> um, but someone had given it five stars at the paper, and so I rang my mate and said, this is must-watch TV. You must get high of this movie and watch it. And about a week later, I get up. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. Like I thought it was a good movie. Good fun. Oh, well, there you go. But he, it, he you don't take it about. serious, that's all. Yes. He, he was going, I paid $5 for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was sort of, well, hey, look, you know, if I, I, I could entice you to watch it. He's tried a couple of times in the, in the years since, but I've just gone, I'll just check it out first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you won't get caught by that one. No. Yes. <laughs> but do not watch the movie. No, no, stay away. Um, yes. So um, when do they start training? Wouldn't they be back almost? Oh, no. Sorry. I was thinking it's a, a different season. Normally November is when they first and four years come back, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. It hasn't been so anything on the Saints side yet. Normal season, we would have finished in August. Yeah. So this year we finished in October. I reckon it would be January before they um, started the season again because I think um, aren't they entitled to like a six-week break at the end yeah. of the season? Yeah, but most of the time they spend all that time you know, training anyway you know, on their own. Because yeah. they, they've got it. When they yes. come back, they always say, "Well, he's come back in great shape." Well, he's only done that because he's trained the whole time. Yes, you don't want to put on the fat shirt and go and work with the other group. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, you, you're yes, not going to roll up when everyone else has lost weight and you're put on three pounds or something like that. So. Uh, oh, no, skinfold test. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a couple of years ago one of our players did that and they said you'll be training with the seconds team. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you get 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 back your, your playing weight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that they would have uh, assistant coaches who'd probably be calling in regularly yeah. and saying, how's it going? Um, I know a couple of years ago they sent photos from one of the places they went on holiday and, yeah, like the eyes told a different story to, to the rest of the body. Yeah. Uh, they were enjoying themselves very much. Yeah, I mean, these days, so, I suppose, they, I, before they go on their breaks, they probably get uh, lists from all their physios and, and all that about what exercises to do and how many times to work out and what to eat and all that sort of stuff. It's such a professional sort of thing and, these days. And what to take. Didn't I read where the gold, no, bronze medalist at the 2000 Games, was it? 2012? I'm not sure. But one of our swimming teams, the guy has tested positive to some minuscule amount of drugs in the system and because they hold things for 10 years and can retest them, it's picked up that he's, he's had a, um, an adverse um, finding ah. and they were suggesting they would strip the medals of all the swimmers even though he swam in the heats only and I'm thinking that is a harsh penalty to take it away from the whole team yeah. if, you know the four people who swam in the final there was nothing you know they were all clean so um, I think he was sort of saying you know it's it's 10 years your techniques have improved and I'm fairly certain, you know, the headache tablet or something I took was was something prescribed by the team doctor. So Yeah, it's um, obviously something that was allowed at the time. Yes. Uh, yes. Or uh, poor Saad from St Kilda. You can drink this energy drink any day of the week, just not on the day you play football. Yeah. And how long was he put out of the game? Uh, I can't remember, actually. It was quite, quite some time. Yeah. And when he came back, he, he, he did not have the same impact that he did when he was playing. So yeah. I reckon that's cost him his career. Yeah. Um, and, and what sort of ridiculous rule is that to say, yes, you can drink this every day, not a problem, just not on match day. And, and it's ridiculous it when it's do... when it's a drink that you know you can just go and buy over the counter. I mean, like yes. anybody can just buy it. I think, I think it also had to do with his religion and and Ramadan, and he was taking this as a boost to his system. And yeah, yeah, that's silly. That's I mean, it. these Thanks these yeah these drug tests and that uh, they're supposed to be. You know, catching people that are cheating, not people that have drunken something that may or may not affect them in some little way. It's just, it's ridiculous. He he could have he he could have been given a warning. He could have um, 
I don't know, get a short suspension, but mm. they whack him, whack him hard. Yeah. Um, and then there were the two Colin players who were caught with, was it cannabis in their system? And they were given a, a year suspension. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the reason that, that, that Crouch that. is uh, missing for the first few games is because uh, he was suspended mm-hmm. because him and another Adelaide player were found with a, a white powder substance in their car. Illicit drugs, mm-hmm. I saw. Yes. Yes. Well, it's like the way they say a white powder substance. <laughs> like everyone goes, oh, yeah, I think I know what that is. Yes. A question? Oh, I do. Yes. Yep. Back to football. Excellent. We forgot about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's not. It's not the full quiz, but it is a who am I? So let's see. Okay. I'm reading this off a screen. So this because I was too lazy yep. to write it out. Sometimes you just get lazy. Okay. He was the 1,148th player to appear for St Kilda. He's the 86th yes. most games played and 71st most goals kicked. Mm-hmm. Does that give it away yet? No? Okay. Uh, um, bit more information? I'm thinking a recent player, maybe in the 90s? No, earlier than that. I'll give you his career yeah. span. Nine, 1969 okay. to 1976. George Young. No, he, he retired in 78. So, uh, I thought I was on a winner. Um, forward. No, not him. No. More um, information. More information. Sorry. Okay. Uh, let's see. He initially wore the number 13. Uh uh, but as the years went on, he went to number five. Oh, five. Cunningham. No, that's a good guess, no. but no. Um, uh, okay, now I've confused you by saying he kicked goals, but I must say that when he began his career at St Kilda, he was uh, yes. a forward, most likely a centre-half forward. Um, yep. But the year he started at the Saints, uh, Saints were going pretty ordinary. So Alan Jeans yes. moved into the back line where he made his name. Oh. Right. Uh, later time, uh, later again, he was used in attacking roles with more success on just the odd occasion. No, I'm, I'm a bust. Okay, I'll give you some Please. more information. Uh, he's one of the few fathers to have a father-son situation at St Kilda. Oh. Sikowski? No. No. That was uh, he was he was later than that. Yeah. Um, father-son. Yeah. Although I think his son. Played for someone else first, but then came came to play for us. Describe. 
No, no, got nothing. I'm sure there'll be when you put the podcast on there with people going, "Oh, I know, I know, yeah, I know." He was uh, 183 centimeters. Yep. Uh, he played his first game for the Saints at age 23 and retired at age 30. Uh, That's a good, good age. Was born in 1946. 74. Wow. No. Darkish hair. Got nothing, Peter. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll give you one more clue. Uh, Two more clues. The first one is that he was named on the halfback flank in the official Tasman team of the century, Tasmanian team of the century. Uh, Yes. But the biggest clue I'll give you was he played in the 1971 grand final when St Kilda played Hawthorne and he played on Peter Hudson and stopped him from Uh, kicking the record. Yes, yes, Cowboy, yes. No, it wasn't Cowboy. Wasn't it? I thought you no. played on um, Pete Hudson. No. His initials, B-L. Barry Lawrence. That's the one. Then Kevin Neal must have punched Peter Hudson. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which caused him to not be able to keep goals. Yeah. Ah, uh, Barry Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, see, um, yeah. So, Until the initial... Could not think of it, but he was a good player, yes. Yeah, Hudson needed four to break the record, and and uh, Lawrence kept him to three. Yes. Including he, when he had the, the chance to kick the fourth, and he kicked on into uh, Lawrence, who was a man on the mark. So, there yeah. you go. When you talk about being a bad omen for the Saints, I see you and I raise you. Yeah. In 1971, I barracked for two teams, St Kilda and Hawthorne. My grandfather said to me as we listened to the game, you cannot barrack for two teams, you have to pick one. So I said I will support the team who is leading at three-quarter time. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't pick the team that won the final. I the, picked the team that was leading at three-quarter time. So, in a parallel universe, St Kilda have just finished a run of three premierships in a row and have about 12 premierships, and Hawthorne have only one premiership, and uh, I'm barracking for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... There have been times when I think if we get to a grand final, I'm going to have to publicly renounce my supporting of the St Kilda Football Club <laughs> and and um, uh, to to all anyone who's listening, I will I will yes I will become a supporter of the other club for that day, and we'll we'll see if it makes a difference because uh, yeah. So I reckon I've mozzed them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it was Stephen Lawrence was um, Barry Lawrence's son, and he played for uh, Brisbane yeah. first. He must have gone there yeah. under, um, uh, well, it wouldn't have been the father-son rule back then. 
No, he would have been drafted by Brisbane. Must have been drafted for, you know, um, mm. you know, under the different rules when they brought in Brisbane or something. Yes, probably. They probably were given, like, you know, you get your choice of whoever you like. Yeah. Um, I think it's like with, uh, you know, those academy kids. Yes. There's a whole stack of them coming through now, and, and the Bulldogs, their first choice is supposed to be a gun football player. Yeah. I have no doubts that when there's we have a gun player in our St Kilda Academy, they'll change the rules. Yeah, I can just see when, say, Nick Rewald's son, you know, is, is absolutely yeah. dominating everything. The year yeah. when we get drafting, they'll change the rules, and whoever's on the bottom will draft him or something like that like that um, yeah. you know I still shake my head when I think of um, Hawthorne's drafting zone was Frankston which was just the down the road from Moorabbin and they ended up with Matthews and Brereton and you know all those wonderful Hawthorne players and and we got Ballarat still I suppose we got Plugger yeah but um, it just seemed a strange arrangement to have yeah, I think Melbourne had a an area around us as well, around somewhere near Moorabbin. Uh, yes. I can't remember where it was. It must have been on the... Oh, it's, oh Springvale, I suppose, out that way. That, that was the Melbourne yeah. area. Yeah. 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 And, and I think a couple of years ago there was... Uh, we've got Sandringham Dragons. Yep. And, and I think... Eight of the first twelve kids drafted all came from the Sandringham Dragons, and we got none of them. No. And it's like these are all kids playing under our umbrella, and they're going to all these other clubs. And it's like, wow! If we could have just said, "Well, see, this is our this is our drafting zone. We get to pick these kids up because they play in our area. We've developed them." Yeah, I've never understood that because. Um it, it seems to be it's just open slather and it doesn't matter who's or which club they're from it no. doesn't make any difference no no as you said they will when Nick's son is ready to be drafted there'll be something out there and it'll be well St Kilda you're going to have to give up you know like all your firstborn children and something <laughs> yeah. else to do and draft him and, and yeah uh, They'll probably bring in a, a team from Tasmania that year and, and they'll say, oh, no father-sons this year. Well, just before I go, do you reckon they'll push north down to Tasmania? Uh, it could well, although I don't know how well the Tasmanians would, would take to north. I mean, oh, well, not many people... they want in, an AFL team... Yeah, not and, many people in Victoria support north as it is anyway. Yes, that that you know it might be well. If that's the team we can have, we'll we'll take them and we'll we'll support them. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because uh, they don't get any crowds in Melbourne, so you may as well stick them down in Tassie. Yeah. No, I couldn't do it. I think of St Kilda. <laughs> it must have been time when we were close to being. Oh yeah. Um, either sent to Tassie or just disbanded so I yeah. will support North to stay in Victoria just yeah. because it's good karma yeah I don't want anyone to have to move I'm quite happy with the way things are well I was happier when it was all Victorian clubs to be honest yeah 
But then you yes, could, you could yes. go to every game. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't bad, was it? Yeah. I remember the, the games that you'd think about whether you could go or not because it was too far was down to Geelong. Yes. Yep. Uh, although I can remember taking my mate out to see Collingwood, St Kilda, Moorabbin, and it started raining about half time in the seconds, and at three quarter time, after it had gone through the duffel coat, gone through my hoodie, and was coming through my t shirt, I said, I don't care who wins the game, we're leaving. <laughs> and we did. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, wet, greasy. Yeah, there cold. Wasn't, wasn't much shelter out at Moorabbin. Oh, no, no, it was, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's been a pleasure, Peter. Yep. I will send you an email. Okay. And we'll have to catch up catch up in a fortnight or so. Yep, shall do. And okay. uh, go, go Saints for next season. And go Saints 2021. Yep, and we might do another one when they do the draft, even though we've only got a couple of picks, but it'll be something to talk about. And go Tigers. Uh, we'll, we'll, oh. They'll be the best. Pardon? Go Tigers. <laughs> for 2021. Congratulations, Louise. I know you were uh, teetering between Saints and Richmond. I reckon next year won't be their year, so uh, oh. it might be time to jump on board. Cheers, <laughs> 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 mate. I'll talk to you Cheers. later. All right. See you later. And before we go, just a big thank you to everyone that's been listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, we look like we'll do another one for the draft period. Uh, then it's probably going to be sometime early next year when uh, there's a bit more information to talk about when the, the training ramps up, and we'll see how we go. Oh, how I want to be a singular And the saints go 